Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online, man, they're good. They continue to get it done as your top resource for sports betting all over the board. We're talking NHL, NFL, NBA, college sports, and more props, futures, game betting, which is live in-game betting. Uh, you can head on over to Bet Online or use your mobile device right now and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50. That's B-L-E-A-V 50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Bet Online. Get started. And hey, as we always tell you. It's where the game starts. It's always ice cream season in Central New York, and the locally owned and operated Carvel in North Syracuse welcomes you to come in and grab one of their Santa ice cream cakes or a six-pack of Jolly Cups, both perfect for the Christmas season. Everything at Carvel of North Syracuse is made fresh, so no matter what kind of treat or design you want, they make it happen. Carvel Ice Cream Store opens seven days a week, Brewerton Road, North Syracuse, America's favorite since 1934, and now offering their Santa ice cream cake and six-pack of Jolly Cups. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay, Ken's Auto Detailing, Camilla's Golf Club, and our great friends over at Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. Hey, if you're in and around Rochester, right, in that Victor area, School Street, stop by, grab their IPAs, grab the Sours, grab the Seltzers, grab the unbelievable Amber Ale. It's all there at Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, and uh, you can uh, check them out online before your visit <clears throat> as well. Pick up some swag, some shirts, some hats. StumblingMonkeyBeer.com. Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company is the official brewery of the ML Sports Platter, and I do want to throw a quick tip of the cap thank you out there as well to our good, good friends, at Welch and Company Jewelers and Jam and Beats, Syracuse, Georgetown. The rivalry was renewed, and I wanted to kind of talk about the game and you know my experience there. And um, I was doing stats for ESPN, uh, a, well ABC, but it's all ESPN now. It's you know kind of all funneled into ESPN, uh, ESPN, ABC, ACC Network, right? It's a, it's all you know kind of one one deal here, um, <clears throat> and. You know, the first thing going into this game, obviously, you know, Georgetown is just not very good. Um, I, I think Syracuse is still kind of trying to figure out who they are, um, which is fine and normal when you have a really young team um, and they're not all Carmelo Anthony, for example. Um, and the other thing that I was really looking forward to, to seeing, um, you know, in this game was if, if somebody could maybe break out against a weaker Georgetown team. And, and that's exactly what happened. I thought Benny Williams, and I'm just going to go and, no particular order, but I thought that Syracuse, I mean, they had four guys in double figures in the starting five, but the one guy who played, I thought, exceptionally well, maybe his best outing this year, and even in an orange uniform, it was Benny Williams with 13 points. I just thought he was so active defensively and obviously offensively, the big men and the, you know, the forwards and, and Jesse Edwards were uh, really passing it. You know, the, the Syracuse, Bench played very well. Um, you know, they got some good minutes out of Samir Torrance. Um, you know, Taylor, um, they only scored two points combined, but they still came in and played good fundamental basketball, good defensive basketball. Um, they kind of were, were setting the table a little bit. 
Hema's in there, the center. He got four points on, you know, in eight minutes. Um, I'll tell you, John Bolajac got in there. Um, you know, Syracuse normally in, in typical Bayheim years, um, they don't, you know, typically have a bench, right? Um, but it's, it's nice when you can get guys in and they can perform. Um, and, and really, Syracuse's starters mostly Gerard. Joe Gerard had a, a, a tough shooting uh, night from three. He was two for eight. Um, you know, but Judah Mintz had a, a pretty solid game across the board, and he had a double-double, 16 points, 10 assists. Uh, I thought he was really aggressive and smart with the ball. Um, 20 points for Jesse Edwards, just a phenomenal game. I mean, the, the growth of this kid, and oh, by the way, you know, he's come back from that injury here. 20 points and 11 rebounds. He was all over the place. And the blocks, it was crazy how many blocks Jesse Edwards was getting. He ends up with five. And then, as I mentioned, Benny Williams with 13 and then eight points for for, for uh, Chris Bell. So, um, you know, Syracuse, they needed to win this game. It was a home game against, uh, you know, a, a, a pretty bad team, I would say. Um and when you look at the Georgetown side of things, this team now falls to five and six. SU is six and four. But when you look at Georgetown, they just don't have a lot of talent. They don't really have any talent compared to what Georgetown is supposed to be, right? And what big time basketball programs, what Blue Bloods are, elite programs historically, whatever the case may be. Georgetown just doesn't have dudes. I mean, that's really what this boils down to. And Patrick Ewing's got a huge, 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 huge challenge ahead of him because if he doesn't turn this thing around quick, you know, the boo birds are going to keep going. The pressure is going to keep going. Um, it's going to be all that kind of stuff. And I think what is really hard is when you hire one of your legends to uh, coach a team right, or be a general manager, whatever the case may be, and things aren't going well. It's a PR disaster if you fire them because the fan base will go irate, right? I mean, that's really what it boils down to. Patrick Ewing is one of their own. He's the best player in Georgetown basketball history, right? He's the most impactful. He's the best. He was the most dominant. I mean, he checks all the top spots as far as boxes in basketball, right? Him, Pearl Washington, Jim Beheim, John Thompson, St. John's and Seton Hall, Providence, Rick Pitino, right? Villanova, Roley Massimino, the, the old Big East, right? Patrick Ewing was at the top of the Big East with Pearl Washington, Syracuse, Georgetown, amazing rivalry uh, historically. But if Ewing doesn't turn this thing around, um, is Georgetown going to get close to a PR battle? right? Like, are they going to get close? I don't know. I don't know if they'll have the balls to do it, but I can tell you this, like I, I would want, I mean, I, I want anybody besides Brian and Cashman and Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone, you know, running the Yankees and then managing the Yankees. Um, my, my favorite guys of all time are Derek Jeter and Don Mattingly. I'd love to see Derek Jeter be the GM and Don Mattingly be the manager, but I do also understand at the same time that there could possibly be you know, so much pressure, and when you don't win and you're consistently not winning, um, if there is a thought to make a change or even a change is made, um, wow, that's a PR nightmare with the fans. Holy cow, you know, that is a PR nightmare. I'm going to get into more of Syracuse, Georgetown, and 
um, some some kind of off the wall things next. But first, this on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. We are brought to you by Burn Dairy and our good friends over at Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare. Make sure if you're in and around Central New York, Route 11, go get your dog, uh, uh, give him a day of play, right? You're at work, maybe you're there uh, going short week on away, whatever the case may be. Make sure that you bring your pup to Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. So a couple of kind of off-the-wall um, things and, and, and I say, well, I say off the wall because 2020 was such a weird year, right? Um, the ring of honor, they welcomed in Syracuse did Pearl Washington and Jim Beheim. Pearl Washington is the most impactful player in Syracuse basketball history. If you told me, Hey, what's the Mount Rushmore for SU basketball? I'd give you Jim Beheim, I'd give you Pearl Washington. I'd probably give you Derek Coleman. And even though, he was there for only a year. I might have to lead towards Carmelo Anthony. I really might. Because he he, he was the sole, well, not the sole, but the biggest difference maker, um, you know, in terms of winning the national championship. And Pearl Washington, I mean, there was nobody like him. I mean, he was Showtime before Showtime. He was uh, ESPN's top 10, you know, uh, before it happened. He was a human highlight reel. Um, you know, out of the Boys and Girls Club in Brooklyn, man. This guy was absolutely spectacular. And uh, I will say that uh, I, I had an opportunity to hang with Pearl uh, a couple times when he was alive. And um, it, was a, uh, it was a great experience, man. We, uh, we chatted a lot just about the game. It was, I, I, did, I did an interview with him, but then we spent a lot of time not doing an interview. And I just, I remember that chat. And I remember you know, him bringing up some stories and talking about, you know, his childhood. And uh, it was just a cool, cool thing. It was just he and I, and we were, it was a radio event with the sister station and he was there signing autographs. And it was just one of those things where, uh, you know, people were kind of in and out of this one room and, and I waited and everybody else left. And I was like, okay, I'm here just with Pearl Washington. How cool is this? So we chatted for a bit and, um, it was really, really great. It really was. Um, but, you know, he, he, he came from the, you know, famous streets of New York, you know, Boys and Girls Club Brooklyn, you know, Rucker Park, uh, playing at all the big-time playgrounds in the city. And he goes to Syracuse, and he completely changes the program. Jim Beheim has said many times, and I think he said this in the uh, 30 for 30 Big East, um, he, he had said that, you know, people didn't quite know Syracuse on the national level and I'm paraphrasing, and and people didn't quite recognize who Jim Beheim was. And then he said all of a sudden, once he recruited and got Pearl, you know, his first trip out on the West Coast in California, people were walking up to him going, hey, you're Pearl's coach. So the impact of Pearl Washington is second to none. Now listen, Louis Orr, Roosevelt Bowie, those guys, they helped start the program. There's absolutely no doubt about it. But what got Syracuse into phenomenon status where you're getting 35,000 fans in the Dome. You are a perennial Big East powerhouse. You are a national powerhouse. Pearl Washington started that. He started all of that. And Bayheim obviously recruited him, and he deserves a ton of credit for it as well. And it just made sense that they went in together. But again, it was weird, and it was kind of an off-the-wall thing because, right, we had Corona two years ago. So they've been in 
they've been in the Ring of Honor. They've been listed up on, you know, up up at the Dome. Um, they just hadn't been officially, uh, you know, inducted in, you know, through a ceremony. Um, so that was kind of an off-the-wall thing. The other kind of off-the-wall thing is that, like, Syracuse-Georgetown is just not what it used to be, obviously. Um, the two teams are in separate conferences. Um, you know, both teams aren't very good. Um, I mean, I think Syracuse is better, and clearly they're better than Georgetown because they beat them. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know if Syracuse is like a good team, you know, right now. I mean, they they lost at home to Bryant and they lost at home to Colgate. Um, you know, they got blown out by what twenty nine against Illinois. Um, and Illinois to me is a, a really good team, but I don't think they're even a top five to ten team. Um, they'll probably go to the Final Four and prove me wrong. But I just, man, I don't really see tons there as far as, you know, pizzazz and getting pumped. Because I was really, really curious to know going to this game how many fans would show up. Because we live in a sports world now where if the product is a little bit lower and, you know, you've got every single game is on HDTV and it's a great watch. It's an awesome picture. It's an awesome production. Uh, I can tell you right now that the ESPN production staff that I work with is absolutely fantastic. And so the at-home experience is very good, right? I mean, you've got your drinks, you've got your bathroom right there. You're not spending a ton of money on tickets and all the parking and food and all that crap. Um, you know, so those are all factors. There's there's no doubt about it. I mean, everything's on TV. Um, this game happened to be on network TV, and the teams aren't very good. So you kind of thought to yourself, eh, you know, it was a decent day in Central New York weather-wise. It was 40, but it doesn't matter. The weather doesn't impact. It never has impacted whether people go to games or not. The, the, the other factors are, you know, if the team is successful, TV, and oh, by the way, the raising of ticket prices. I mean, ticket prices are absolutely outrageous now. Um, you know, a lot of Syracuse tickets are still very, very cheap compared to other ACC schools. I mean, I can tell you right now, um, you know, my sister's best friend was telling me the other day that, you know, and she lives in Raleigh that, you know, they, they, they can't pay under $160 per ticket to any game at NC state, any game. That's crazy. That's NC state, man. I think Florida state, it's not Ohio state, Michigan, you know, USC, it's not Alabama, Georgia, you know, LSU. So, um, the tickets are still pretty, pretty decent, but, um, I thought it was fitting that Bayheim and, and Pearl went in together. Um, you know, they're going to do the jersey retirement soon for Hakeem Wart and Jerry McNamara, so that'll be really cool. Um, you know, and, and with Bayheim, I mean, obviously it, it speaks for itself. I mean, the guy's been, um, you know, he's been really Syracuse basketball for almost five decades, right? I mean, that's that's where, that, that, that's where we're, we're dealing with. I mean, he's... He's been there through the whole thing, and it was cool on the video board that uh, that they were they were showing a bunch of highlights and all that, and then they had players, you know, some former players talking, and a few of them said, you know, well, hey, you know, Jim Beheim is the guy who's been here the whole time, and so it connects players with each other because the first experience they all have is that they all had the same head coach for the last almost fifty years, right? Um, and you think about, you know, Bayheim and, and building the program and he didn't really want the dome and they built the dome and he has admitted that he's wrong, you know, that he, that, that, that he was wrong on it. Now he loves the dome. He has loved the dome. Um, but he's Syracuse basketball, man. I mean, he is, he's the guy. And, you know, I hear a lot of times from people about like, well, 
you know, he's coached so long, but he's only done this, right? Well, there's other guys who have coached for 25, 30 years, and they haven't sniffed a third of what Jim has done. Um, if you think about, you know, Jim Beheim's, you know, Jim Beheim by the numbers, for example, um, you know, he's gone to five Final Fours, you know. And so if you start doing averages and, and all that and start taking a look at, you know, making a Final Four every, I mean, let's be honest right now. He's been head coach at Syracuse since 1976. So that is 46 years, right? He's made five Final Fours. If you were to ask somebody, hey, would you take as a ba college basketball fan with the chance that you can win the whole thing? Because once you get to the Final Four, there's only three other teams there, right? And only two teams win the semis, and only one team wins the final. And you might show up at a Final Four and be a Cinderella and not be anywhere near a top dog. Um, you know, there's there's a million examples about about that. You know, where I mean, I remember the I remember the uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist Anthony Davis team, Kentucky in 2012. They were the clear cut best team in the country. Some teams can show up to a, a Final Four and they're not. You know, they don't win it, but they're there. And as long as you're there, you have a chance. Um, Syracuse under Jim Beheim has made the final four once every nine years on average. So if you're a college basketball fan and your program is going to a final four every nine years of your life minimum with a chance to win the national championship with all of the sweet 16s and all of the elite eights and all of the regular season and tournament success, both in the big East, um, uh, well, mostly in the big East, um, you know, I mean, Bayheim won 10 Big East regular seasons uh, and five Big East tournaments in his day, right? When you won the Big East tournament, it was like you almost were in the Sweet 16 before the tournament even started, the NCAAs, because the Big East was so brutal, so hard, you know? And so we have a situation now where, you know, I don't think Bayheim's going to walk away anytime soon. Um, you know, he got really emotional on the microphone. Um, you know, talking about how he is just so happy and Syracuse is the best place to live in the world. And, um, you know, he loves, he just loves Syracuse. And he could have jumped to the NBA. He could have gone to other programs that paid a lot more. Um, but he didn't do that. And I think, you know, look, Jim and I have had our differences in the past. Um, mostly it's because he's just ornery, you know, in press conferences and all that. And he doesn't really give me a lot in interviews. So I've, I've stopped asking. Um, which is fine, um, but I, I, it does not hide my respect. It, it does not diminish my respect. I mean, you know, the guy's been there. He is allowed to leave on his own terms. He, you know, for as bad as it might be getting for SU basketball right now, he, you know, he he probably does deserve that. And um, you know, the guys, the guy's track record and and his impact with the two three zone and the Olympics and all the other stuff. Uh, Ring of Honor is absolutely well deserved and. He actually made a really funny crack at the beginning of his speech where he said, you know, the way this game started, I thought that I wasn't going to be out here because Syracuse was terrible to start the game. And then they really, really just took off and uh, actually uh, uh, outscored Georgetown by 11 in the first half and then another eight in the second. Uh, Georgetown got it to like that seven, eight, nine point kind of area uh, at one point. But uh, it was uh, it was a Syracuse day and uh, really, really good, uh, good stuff. Fun, fun atmosphere. Um, 
you know, good to see a lot of the SU players, um, you know, get in there off the bench. And again, Benny Williams with a great game, Jesse Edwards with a double-double, Judah Mintz with a double-double. I thought, and I'll say this to close, I thought Georgetown, you know, they really, really ran into trouble. I mean, they had two two starters foul out um, eventually. And, you know, they had Spears, the kid Spears, you know, he had three fouls. He, uh, he had three fouls and he started to play kind of, kind of, you know, I'm not going to say afraid, but he kind of was playing like uber careful. Um, he's a really good player, but look, he scored 22 and Syracuse, it, it was okay. They could allow him to score 22 instead of 30, um, you know, because, because everybody else wasn't really doing tons, you know, um, you know, Hey, if he had scored 30, um, I mean, Syracuse won this game by 19 points, but what I was trying to say is, you know, if, if, if he had scored, he still got his at 22 points, right? He still got his. Um, but if he had scored more, you know, I think Syracuse would have had to really clamp down and figure out something, uh, you know, defensively for him. Um, but as it turns out, I mean, he would have, he would have needed to score 40 points in this game to give Georgetown a shot. You know, he was their leading scorer on the floor. He was their best player on the floor by far. But again, because of the way this game went, um, you know, it just wasn't it wasn't enough. You know, Syracuse was able to to um, really, I think, dominate in in a multiple multiple areas. Um, you know, they they won the rebound battle by one. They won the assist battle by eight. The points in the paint were crazy. At one point, Syracuse had forty two points in the paint, like late in this game. So. Um, Nice solid win for Syracuse. Again, it's it, it's Georgetown's bad. They're just not a good team. But if you're Syracuse right now, you got to start stacking wins. You got to start kind of figuring out who you are. And I think that uh, beating Georgetown is maybe a step in the right direction. They've got a tough Monmouth team tonight. Um, Monmouth is always good. You got Cornell at home, and then away we go with the ACC: Pittsburgh, BC, Louisville, at Virginia, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, at Miami, at Georgia Tech, North Carolina, at Virginia Tech, uh, Virginia at home. Boston College, at Florida State, NC State, Duke, at Clemson, at Pitt, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest. So ACC is still down as a conference, in my opinion, but still pretty tough games, right, I would say. Uh, ML Sports Platter, brought to you by our great friends at Burn Dairy. Get on over to Burn Dairy, participating locations all around central New York. And, hey, when you're there, gas up the vehicle, grab the donuts, hot chocolate, and coffee and donuts for your way into work. And they've also got an unbelievable selection of hot and cold food there as well. It's all happening at Burn Dairy, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Participating locations, it's all good at Burn Dairy. And a quick tip of the cap, thank you as well, to our friends from Stanley Law Offices. Stanley Law Offices, together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward and the Allen Angus Pub, the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, and Brewerton Ace Hardware. Thanks for listening to the ML Sports Platter. Please hit me on Twitter with a follow at Mike L Sports and subscribe to my YouTube page, Mike L Sports. And uh, I will have plenty of more content the rest of this week here on the MLSP all over major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Did you know that my hot tub came from global leaders in the hot tub industry and their hot tub did not? That's a fact. Look it up. Did you know that my hot tub was built in the United States with the highest standard of quality control? Yeah, their hot tub is... 
out of control. Did you know that My Hot Tub has factory direct pricing, comes with customer service support seven days a week, has an extensive warranty, and offers free shipping to your home, and came with an incredible financing plan? Yep, you guessed it. Sorry, their hot tubs simply don't. When it comes time for you to choose the right hot tub for you and your family, remember, there's my hot tub and there's their hot tub. Smart shoppers choose my hot tub every time. MyHotTub.com. Experience the difference in person and visit their showroom in Destiny, USA, or visit them online at MyHotTub.com. Why go with their hot tub when you can go with my hot tub? MyHotTub.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.